Hello, beautiful people all over the world. This is Christian Shaba, your host of Healthy, Wealthy, and Happy. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. This is Christian with another informational podcast. And today we're going to talk about a very important topic. And I'm inspired and I'm passionate to talk about it today because it's something that I went through. All right. It's 11 o'clock, December 20th, 2018. And I has had to record this before I went to bed because I got to be up early. Got a hot tank and furnace going into a rental. But um, so let's go ahead and dive in. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about how much can you really handle? Because in life, if you have big goals and aspirations, I'm talking about those out there who can't sleep because they know like, man, I got to do something with my life. Like I'm bored. Like there's got to be more to life. Like there's got to be more than just working and paying bills. There's got to be more than just going out to the bar, to the clubs on Friday and Saturday night. I'm talking to those people. Okay. All right. So how much can you really handle in the beginning of anything that you're going to go through that is different from what you previously gone through or that is not in your comfort zone? Right. Is going to be extremely, extremely not hard, but it's going to seem hard in the beginning, but it's only hard because you're new at it. Right. But what I tend to see is like. People, they'll start something new, they'll get extremely frustrated or they will, let's say they will start something new and six months down the road, something happens that they didn't expect. And now they're like about to abandon ship. And I'm like, whoa, 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 dude, like is way like why are you quitting? You know what I'm saying? Like there's no point quitting. There's no point complaining. There's no point in excuses. Because you told me before you started you wanted this. You said you wanted to lose the belly fat. But you you, you thought that it would be gone in, in a week of going to the gym. Nah, buddy. It going to take weeks and weeks, months on months. You want to know why? Because you've been eating garbage and drinking pop and fast food and Twinkies and all that good deliciousness for months and months, years and years. So that's something I try to tell people, Okay. You've been working on that bad habit for years and months. You ain't going to get rid of that bad habit in years and months, right? So you start sales, right? you never been in sales. You ain't about to be, uh, what's his name, Wolf Washer, Jordan, uh, Jordan Belfort, okay? It takes time to be greatness, okay? It takes time to become a great one, okay? You just start, you, you get on the basketball team, you know what I'm saying? You start playing poker, whatever you do. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to be great when you first start, okay? You may be lucky and be born with some skills, but you still got to work on them skills, right? So um, this, to me, is like one of the most important factors when it comes to changing your life or reaching any type of success in your life, spouse, relationships, business, whatever it is. You got to have grit, gut. You got to be able to, to push through the BS, Okay? So if you like get super frustrated because, uh, you know, traffic in the morning or traffic in the evening, eh, wrong. What you need to do is turn on an audio book. 
What you need to do is call your nephew, uncle, mom, sister, cousin, niece, best friend, a new client, new lead, previous lead, new client, and be like, hey, I'm stuck in traffic. How can I get the most out of my time right here? You know, I'm going to call Bob and Susan. Hey, blah, 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 you know, just, you know, be like, what can I do? How can I switch this negative to a positive, okay? So one person in my life that I love, Dearly, she was telling me, like, hey, I had this business idea. I shared it with my friend. And uh, basically, uh, he's kind of stole my idea. And I knew because basically uh, he told um, a bit, uh, what happened, what happened. So she figured it out because that guy hit up one of her friends. was Like, hey, would you, you know, be interested in helping me with this business idea? And then oh, that girl went to her friend like, hey, he hit me up about this. I don't know the, that whole part. But basically, she ended up figuring out that this guy was trying to recruit people to start a certain business that was her idea. And so what I tried to do is I said, listen, you know, breathe in, breathe out. Okay. First off, I had to be like, hey, did, oh boy, did he start the business? No. Two. Did he patent it? No. Okay. Has he opened up? Nope. Has he written a business plan? Nope. Does he have an LLC created? Nope. Does he have an EIN number for his LLC? Nope. It's just hearsay. He's just talking out there in the streets. Nothing's happened yet. So keep tranquilo, keep your cool. And get busy. So I was like, how can you switch this to a positive? And then she came back like, you know what? This is like motivated me. This is like fuel to like go and freaking like do it. You know what I'm saying? Like now from now on, every other idea I get, I'm going to take action on. I'm not going to wait for Mahatma Gandhi to come and like motivate me to do it. I'm going to like do it. And I'm like, yes, yes, there we go. Let that, let, let them fire build up in you. You know what I'm saying? And then I also was like, what else? What's another positive you can pull out of it? I was, and I was, I was like, well, guess what? Uh, your idea is so good. Someone tried to steal it. High five. You know what I'm saying? That's good news. Okay. You got such a good idea. People are out here trying to steal it. That's good. You know what I'm saying? I was like, what's another positive? I was like, and now I was like, another thing is lesson learned. Learn. What could you learn out of this situation? I, I tell her, like, you have to protect your intellectual property. Okay. Your intellectual property. Google that if you don't know what that means, right? Actually, let's ask Google. Definition of intellectual property. Oh, shoot. Connect to my headset. So it says a work or a, excuse me, an invention that results in creativity such as manuscript or design to which one has the rights for which one may apply for a patient copyright trademark. Okay. So intellectual property, right? So that was just something I was trying to teach her. One of my mentors taught me that, right? So when you, you write a book or, you know, you're about to create a new business. So someone doesn't completely copy it, you know, you need to protect your assets. Your and your assets are not always physical assets. People it could be ideas. It could be things that can't be touched. You know, tangible things. Okay. All right. So I was like, okay, that's one lesson. Okay. The next lesson is be prepared. Learn to be ready before you talk to people about things. Prepare yourself. I was like, that will never happen to me. You wanna know why? I read too many books. I heard of too many guys starting businesses or starting something new and some thief, some some bum, okay, comes in, steals the idea, and tries to copy it. It happens to 
everyone. It happened to Coca-Cola. It happened to to, I, to the iPhones. It, it happens to computer. It happens in everything. Okay, there's always going to be an imposter. But I told her, don't give your energy towards your haters. Keep it moving. Don't be mad. Be glad. Okay. So, like, when I first started recording podcasts, here's another example of how, like, how much pain can you take? So, I brought a mic, and this is sad, because I'm, you know, I'm doing a podcast, I'm telling about how I messed up, but it was in the beginning, so you gotta forgive me. So, when I first started, I'm like, I'm recording, I'm recording, and then I realized that I was recording, not through the mic I purchased, because I didn't click it, I was just recording through my computer size laptop, right? Whatever you got. Well, for me, it was a laptop. So I'm like, dang it. So after I'm like re-listening to it, I'm like, oh, my goodness. I did not use my mic. It sounds like I'm echoing. So instead of getting mad, I said, it's okay. This is, There's a good out of it. Maybe that first recording was garbage and the universe is working out for your favor and you can re-record it and it'll be even better. And I'm like, you know what? You smart. High five. I like you. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, boom, switch it to the positive. You ain't going to stop me, all right? So anything in your life that you're going through, I know there's people out here listening to this that are going through pain with relationships, pain with their parents, pain that I ain't got enough money in my account. The thing is, how much can you take? How much can you handle, okay? You got to learn, folks. If people can still irritate you with the same tricks, you ain't learned, okay? Once again, like the example of traffic. Traffic should not get grown-ups mad anymore. You've been driving for years, okay? I understand you're 16, like, okay, you're new to traffic, right? Okay, you, for, you just got your license. You, you you know, you didn't know that this road was traffic. You know, I get it, okay? You have an excuse. But for adults, when I be seeing adults freak out, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, dude, how long you been driving? You ain't, you never been, like, you know, traffic? Like, Relax. Smoke a cigarette, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm just joking. I don't endorse cigarettes. But you know what I'm saying? Relax, bro. You know, you're, you're freaking me out. You know, that's one thing. Like, when I'm driving people and they flip out, I'm like, uh, seatbelt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He has lost his mind, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully, I've never been in a car with somebody that just hopped out and <laughs> stop again. You slowing me down? Like, you know how road rage, I mean road rage, whatever. I don't even know what it's called because I don't even participate in such activities. I'm I'm so much in my zone. I'm on the phone. I'm doing so I don't even be caring about traffic. I be forget I'm even driving. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm driving. That's not a good thing. I should be paying attention. But, um, no, I'm serious, guys. So when it comes to problems in life, build your muscle of being able to handle stress. This was something that I had to do. As I started being an entrepreneur at the age of 19, I didn't have that grit, okay? I didn't have that built uh, muscle of resilience being able to handle pressure, right? So, for example, like when I used to hang out with these millionaire guys, I would be nervous. Like, they would call me, I'd be nervous. i go to their office, I'd be nervous. And then I had to realize, why am I nervous, dude? This guy is human. And obviously, I'm cool enough, you know what I'm saying, for him to want to hang out with me or talk to me. So I was like, relax, breathe in, breathe out, and stay confident. And the more I started doing that, more they were like, I like you. You know what I'm saying? They're like, I respect you. You know what I'm saying? They're like, I be having grown men come in here, and they just act all flugazy and all. And they don't like that. 
Okay. The, when you can stand up to them, be like, hey, I think your idea is stupid. You should do this. No, I'm just playing. You shouldn't say stupid, but be like, hey, that's a great idea, Bob. But uh, really, have you thought about this? And would you do this? Or what is this a good idea? What about this? Right. They're like, oh, OK. Little punks adding value. I like that. He spoke up. He spoke. He, he said what's on his mind. You know what I'm saying? They don't like that passive, like, you know, it's really like, okay, boss, okay, boss, you know, yes, boss, yes, yes, boss, you know, they don't like that, boss, he ain't working stuff, right? They want people who are going to be like, hey, um, I think on the next car you launch, we should add this and do this, you know, um, customer complaints have been this, add value, right? So that's something I had to learn when I was hanging around with them, right? That's another point. So. Uh, another thing I know is when it comes to sales or anybody who's in sales or thinking about going to sales, how much you can take is very important. If you're walking up to doors and you get scared because the dog's barking and you get scared because the guy's like, what, what do you want? You ain't got thick enough skin. Just understand he going to yell. Oh, well, yeah, you're knocking on his door. So what? I did door to door sales. I got over it. You know what time it is? Uh, yeah. And? You know what I'm saying? I, I don't say that, but I just, yes, sir, I, I apologize. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm not going to stay long. You know, we're, we're out in the area. We're camera's in the area. Blah, 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 blah. You know, you can give him your pitch. You don't get caught up thinking about, oh, oh, he probably, did I knock too hard on his door? Did I didn't knock hard enough? Da, 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 da. He looked at me weird. He's not interested. He didn't open the door all the way. You know, all these little, stop worrying about that. You came there to do something, stick to your goal. Don't get sidetracked by all the BS, right? So, you know what I'm saying? Let's say you're a salesman, you're driving to your leads. You don't want to get frustrated while you're in traffic because you're going to be late. You know, agents, like when I was an agent, I used to get frustrated like that, and it threw me off. I forget paperwork. I didn't fill it out right, and I had to learn to, to be calm, to breathe in, and be like, <sighs> Christian, relax. And then I stayed centered. One of my mentors, he said, hold it. And, like, when he'll watch me, right, and when I'm holding it, he'll be like, boom, right there, you're holding it. Boom. I'm like, ooh, I know what you're talking about. I can feel it. I'm going to stay there. Stay in that zone. Stay there. Stay there. And then we, we try to practice to stay in that zone for as long as possible so that we can stay centered and focus on our goals and nothing throws us off because this is so important in this day and age. Everybody's trying to sell you on everything. Join this company. Join this network marketing company. Uh, get involved in this sales. Uh, go to this job. Da 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 da. This new college program, heating cooling program. This trade school. Da 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 da. Stocks and cryptocurrencies and bonds and gold and uh, and silver and invest in this vacant land and oil and invest in this and solar so we're all like <laughs> there's something new coming out every day so it's very important to be centered and to stay focused on what you had planned and not be distracted now i'm pointing out the positive distractions and the bad distractions right because sometimes you have distractions like let's say traffic or the person yelling at you or you know, someone just in a bad mood that you're trying to deal with and you're trying to get their business. Those are negative distractions, but there's also positive distractions that could be positive to your life. But right now it's not part of your purpose or your goal. So it's like you're on your way to a business meeting, but then a guy is like, you know, he's caught on the side of the road and you're trying to help him and da da da. Like, great, you're supposed to help people. But if you already made a commitment to be somewhere at eight, you ain't got time to help Jack with his flat tire. Okay.
Go to your first commitment at eight, then come back and help Jack if he's still there. You know what I'm saying? Keep your integrity. All right? So it's something that I try to tell young people around me and, and even older people, you know, which I thought older people had that settled. I say older because I'm in my 20s, right? So, you know, I'm looking up at 40, 50-year-old men, and I'm watching. I'm like, dude, you're freaking out. Like, you, you're acting like a kid. You know, relax, bro. Like, shh. the tenant didn't pay rent. What you going to do? What is you yelling about it going to do? You think she, that's going to make her pay? You think yelling on her on the phone will make her pay? And that's why I'm like, man, I'm going to outdo these guys. Because when I do it, you know, I'm going to have a positive attitude. But I still say, hey, I need my money. You know, so actually, I used, I don't even do that. I just send out the eviction notice. I ain't got time to be talking with you. Talking don't get action. Take action. And guess what? When you send that eviction notice, watch how quickly that rent come. I'm sorry. Here we go. Okay, when you call and be like, this is the fourth time you're late on rent. Every month you're freaking late. I'm getting sick of this. I'm freaking pissed, dude. Like, Guess what? They ain't going to laugh at you, okay? They ain't taking you seriously because real businessmen don't act like that. They don't throw little fits, okay? That's something when I study Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, I'm like, bro, I'm not going to be that guy who's freaking out and snapping on everybody. You know what I'm saying? What's going to happen? You're going to get fired from your own job like old boy Steve Jobs. How you going to start your own company and then later on get fired from it? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not good. They don't want to fire you. Like, you help start the company. They need you. But you are so bad and so crazy and your ego was so massive. They were like, dude, fire this guy. I know he's inventing everything and, and because of him, we making all this money, all this chicken. I don't care. Fire this guy. He's nuts. You see what I'm saying? So you do not want to be that guy. Learn from their mistakes. Okay? Imagine if Martin Luther King threw a fit, but like, oh, my goodness, freaking. Man, I've been trying to help these black people. I've been trying to do this. I've been trying to help African Americans, and I keep getting pushed back. Nothing's working. Man, I went to go do a peaceful march, and they start spraying me with water. This is pointless. I'm not even going to try anymore. I give up. Now imagine if he did that. You see what I'm saying? Imagine if let's say you're a foreigner. Imagine if your ancestors gave up, like uh, coming to America is too hard. I'm just gonna stay here in Nicaragua. For, forget it. You know what I'm saying? Imagine if Christopher Columbus says, "Too hard. I didn't know it was gonna take three months to get to America. This boy's farther than farther than I thought." You see what I'm saying? What if he gave up? So you can't give up. You can't get frustrated. You got to keep that positive mental attitude. Okay, especially if you're a boss manager. You know, an owner, you cannot be out here freaking out, dude. That's something I, I like. I lose respect for guys like that. Like, bro, you're the boss. I don't, I'm not talking about yelling, right? I'm talking about like when every five seconds you're like losing it and everybody's like, oh, here we go again. Bob's freaking out. Cause then the thing with all that yelling, that emotion, and that crybaby fussing and toughing stuff is after a while, People just it's, it's, it's people just stop listening. They're like, oh, it's just Bob's pissed again. Here we go. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? They ain't going to take you seriously. So if you're going to freak out and have these temper tantrums, one, make a change after it, right? I heard Jeff Bezos say that. If you're going through all that stress, stress should be an indication that you got to make some changes. Okay? That freaking simple. When you go through all that stress, that means you need to start making some real-life freaking changes, man. Okay? That is why you're going through the stress. Okay? Um, Another example, right? When you're at the gym, 
I see this all the time. I be saying, yeah, bro, I've been going to the gym for two straight weeks. I'm freaking going every day. I'm killing it. Six months later, hey, bro, you still working out? No, man. I'm not seeing any gains, man. I just got busy. You just got busy, huh? You, you don't think Kobe busy? You don't think The Rock is busy? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't think Grant Cardone's busy? All these other guys, you more busy than them? Nah, bro, I ain't about busy. You got soft on yourself. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I tell people. Watch greatness. They don't give up, bro. You know how many times J.K. Rowling try to have Harry Potter get published? People are like, this is garbage. This Harry Potter, <laughs> garbage. More, was it more than 90 pu uh, publishers and book publishers and all those smart editors and all those people, right? They're like, this is garbage. And then she sold more books. And, well, I'm, I don't know if she's past the Bible, but <laughs> I think her book is probably the most, second most printed books out of the Harry Potter books. I'm pretty sure. Or maybe sales. Doesn't matter. But everybody knows pretty much Harry Potter books, right? So that's so that's that's the thing. Like, if she gave up, be like, this is not worth it. I went through four freaking publishers, and they said, this book is garbage. I put so much hard work into it. It's like 888 pages. Yeah, you guys see them Harry Potter books. Them, psh, and then you could, a bullet can go through them books. They're freaking huge. But you know what I'm saying? She could be like, you know, I, I spent years and months and months writing this book, perfecting my work. And just for you to insult it. No, she ain't had that soft skin. She's like, all right, next. You don't see the vision next, right? She kept it moving. And now, guess what them publishers are doing? Like, oh, my goodness, I should have published her book. I'd be rich. But I was a hater. You know what I'm saying? I doubted her. You're always going to have that, people. You're always going to have haters. You're always going to have doubters, right? So, like, if you're doing something, someone be like, what, you think you're going to be a millionaire one day? Yeah, right. And then you give up? Soft. Have a thicker mind. Have a stronger mindset. Like, I can't tell you how many times... I, like, been out places and, like, someone look at me or someone I knew, right, which is even weird, like, Christian, you think you're the shit. I just want to let you know you're nothing. You Money isn't everything. Success isn't everything. You just need to enjoy life. I'm like, mm-hmm, thank you. I will. I used to when I was a younger man, my younger days, I used to, like, try to defend myself. Like, you old, crusty, busty, dusty, musty old. And I'm like, Wusaba, Wusaba. Christian, relax. Don't give her your energy. Smile and wave. Now I just feel bad for him. Like, you know what? I hear you, and I hope one day you, you achieve all the goals you want to achieve in your life. You want a picture? Your autograph? Because it may be worth some money one day because with that attitude, you're going to be broke, my baby. No, I'm just playing. But um, seriously, you got to have that thick skin, man. For example, like when I got in real estate, right? I'm keep giving you examples, right? I didn't know what I was doing. You know how many times I feel stupid trying to like talk to people on the phone? Like, hey, I have this deal. And were, and, and these guys will already know I'm new because of the hesitation and how. You know what I'm saying? I'm over here like. Christian, you know, and I'm like scared on the phone. These people, they're like, oh, I'm hard to rip them a new one, right? So, like, I, when I was wholesaling, I just try to sell these deals, right? So, I'll find trying to sell an investor a house. Let's say it's like 60000 right? I'd be like, 60000 right? And I wouldn't say it confidently. I wasn't confident in myself. I was hesitant, this and that. The guys would be like, I'll give you fifty four. 
That's all I compare, and they're like, that's all I'm doing. And then after a while, I started learning, like, oh, that's just the game. That's the hustle, okay? He's just talking that craziness. He's trying to see how much he can squeeze out of me. He's trying to see if I'm a rookie or if, I, or if I'm soft, you know what I'm saying? Nowadays, I don't even play that. I'd be like, Jim, if I wanted 50000 I would have sent you and I would have told you. Give me fifty. I told you sixty because I want sixty. Can you do sixty or not? Uh, yeah. Uh, it should work, man. I might uh, somewhere around there in the ballpark figure. I think I can get. Listen, the price sixty. You let me know if you can do it or not. I gotta. I'll talk to you. You follow up. I, you better call me back within a day or two because I don't know if the deal will be here. I gotta call. I gotta go down my list. You're the third guy I call. So let me know. They ain't going to be here all day. These deals don't last. It's a fiery deal. You know how much money you're going to make on this thing? You're going to make 20000 All you got to do is put fifteen grand. does not even need a roof. Foundation, solid, solid, solid. Here's the pictures. Give me your email. I'll send it to you. What else? You want to see it? It's already set to go. I got the C of law. I got the paperwork. I got the deal and the contract. Let's go. I can send you the, send me the offer. You ain't got the paperwork. I'll send you the offer. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, nothing going to set me back. Like, that's one thing I learned from my millionaire friends. They're like, dude, send them an offer. Don't be waiting on them to do everything. And I'm like, you're right, you know. So he taught me how much can I handle. Another thing I had to learn is sometimes things take time, okay. So, like, when I was in real estate investing, some well, I still am, excuse me, I still am in it. But when I was uh, basically modeling myself after some seven-figure real estate investors, I was noticing these my, these guys were crazy. Like, they were following up with leads like six, seven, eight, ten times. Like, over and over, calling them, you know, sending them flowers. Like, going above and beyond. I'm like, man, you guys work for these deals. I'm like, oh, no wonder why you guys making money. You guys aren't, y'all ain't playing no type of games. Y'all for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? Y'all ain't playing none. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm looking at them like, where they do that at? Like, where do they... Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, why are you guys, like, doing all that? Like, you really about to go rake her leaves to get the deal? Like, you're desperate. And I had to learn to, like, do whatever it takes. See what I'm saying? They'll help the old lady walk up to you. They'll bring them coffee. They'll do whatever, you know what I'm saying? You want, you, oh, you want us to clean out your garage? Done. You know what I'm saying? They don't be like, ma'am, you're trying to get all these little things from us. We don't have time. I don't even know someone who can come cut your grass. Like, they make it happen. And that's what people want. Okay, if you're in business, people have problems. They want you to solve them. They don't want you freaking out. People are coming to you for the solution. So you got to be in a good mindset. You got to be the positive one. Okay, this is something I was telling my boy today. Like, you can't blame your interaction with someone being negative. Like, you could, but that's not powerful. You know what I'm saying? Like, take responsibility for, for the conversation, for the interaction, and control it. Okay, if the person starts huffing and puffing, man, your prices are too high or man, I don't, you know, it's, even it's a relationship thing. Like, man, I don't like the way you you were talking. Like, be like, take off, be like, babe, you know, or client, whatever, whoever you are. I fully understand how you feel. I, I, I would I felt the same way when I was in your in your shoes until I found out that, you know, this was the case. You know, that feel felt found thing. Right. Do all those little tricks from the books you learn. For all those kids out there and all those businessmen and entrepreneurs reading books, use what's in those books in real life. You'll be surprised, right? So I meet all these kids who do personal development. I meet all these people who do personal development. 
but they get cut off in traffic and they flip a switch. I'm like, huh, you need some more Zig Ziglar in your life or some Jim Rohn because obviously you ain't listening to them enough because you freaking out, bro. You stressing me out. You know what I'm saying? So that's one thing I had to learn. Like me, I thought I had problems, right? I was in like 20 grand debt. You know what I'm saying? I got two, three houses going at once. I got a part-time job. I'm doing this. Had a girlfriend trying to work out, trying to do network marketing. I'm doing all this, right? I'm freaking out. I'm like, this is too much. And I, my millionaire mentor is looking at me like, bro, that ain't nothing. Look at what I, you know what I'm saying? You just getting warmed up. Life's just getting started for you. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to be like, dude, I got to get tough. I got to get thicker skin because if I really want to make it, I got to be able to handle more stress. And that's what I've been trying to tell people. You got to be able to handle more, okay? That's why managers get paid more, okay? They have to handle more stress. They have to handle more people, okay? So if you're a manager and you're responsible for three employees, you ain't you probably won't be getting paid that much compared to a manager who's got to manage, let's say, 50 or 150 employees, right, or people, right? You're a real estate investor, and you're freaking out because you got to rehab two houses, okay? So what happens when you got rehab six at a time? You see what I'm saying? You over here freaking out because you, you, you've been indicted. The IRS indicted, you're you getting indicted, or you, or you lost 10 grand. Get over it, bro. Like, I don't mean to, like, let, like, to, you know, make the problem seem insignificant. The thing is, in life, you're probably going to lose money. And guess what? There's guys who lost six figures, millions of dollars. They didn't give up. Okay? For example, current president, when he was, pre when he was, uh, well, I don't know if he's still a businessman, but when he was building his real estate empire, right, he got into a lot of debt. He owed hundreds and hundreds of millions, millions of dollars. But because he had a strong mindset, he was able to bounce back. So that's one thing, like, I know the president, I'm not going to say his name because, you know, you say his name and people just like, <laughs> you know, they they, they turn like, oh, did you just say, oh, I hate that guy. I'm like, dude, I don't care if you hate him or like him. I'm just talking about lessons you can learn from. You don't have to like people to learn lessons from, dude. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people I don't like, but I learn from, right? So one lesson I learned from him is like, no matter what you go through, you can make it happen, bro. So when he was in debt, he found a way to pay it back. So um, the president, the current president, well, like I said, it's 2018. So for all my grandkids watching this, 2040, sorry, watching, listen to this in 2040, you probably don't know who I'm talking about. But just look back in 2018, you know who the president was, right? So um, when he, like I said, when he was, you know, building his real estate empire, he got into billions. Well, I don't know if it was a billion. It was I know it was hundreds of millions of dollars worth of debt, right? And he remember looking at a bum on the street. He's like, dang, that guy's richer than me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because he was in so much debt. He was in the negative, okay? But he turned, as we say in Detroit, turn around. He had to turn around, okay? He came up. And he said, I'm paying my debt and I'm going to come up. I'm going to come up on top, okay? That's winner's mindset, winner's mentality, okay? Same thing with, like, Michael Jordan when he had the flu. He didn't be like, oh, my goodness, I have a flu. This is a very important game. Like, I don't need to be sick right now. Like, I freaking need to. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, no. He said, you know what? I got the flu. I don't care. I'm about to go out and ball on him, right? And everybody knows that he was a GOAT because they're like, man, this guy had the flu, and he still balled on us. Like, he beat people on their bad day. You know what? I'm going to look that up real quick. Um. 
How much did Michael Jordan score when he had the flu? What was that? Yep, 38 points. That's not bad. Game five. So it was in like a playoff series. I'm, I'm not that. Uh, I was like three or two years old when that happened. So I don't exactly know if it was a championship. One of you uh, older gentlemen or females out there who are basketball fan can enlighten me. But yeah, scored 38 points when he had the flu. Everybody's like, what? Yeah, exactly. Great people don't make excuses. Okay. They find solutions. Another thing, another another thing, another reason why if if you can't slow your mind down to stay present is you will lose in the long run. Okay? Ask yourself, when you're in traffic and you're freaking out, what good does it do for you? You're getting high blood pressure, you're giving yourself ulcers in your stomach. You know what I'm saying? The next person you meet, you're already kind of hot-headed. You're yelling at everybody. You go home, you yell at your wife, you go kick the dog. Like, dude, just relax. You start so much chaos, you know what I'm saying? Then you rub that negative energy onto the other people. You get to work, you're pissed because of traffic. Then you yell at your secretary, you know, and then you yell at your coworker. And they're like, dude, like, we just got to work. Like, what's up yours? You know what I'm saying? And then after a while, people are like, I don't even want to talk to him no more. Okay, you see what I'm saying? So it's always better to be that optimistic, happy person, right? I'm not saying be that kumbaya guy who always comes into work acting like everything's great. I'm not saying do that, but definitely don't be the guy who's complaining. No one likes complainers and crybabies, dude. It's unattractive, okay? Man, I was in a relationship, and she cheated on me, and I'm just pissed, dude. Or girls, oh, my God, all guys are garbage. You know, they're all players, cheaters, like... Stop complaining. How much can you handle? Who's, you know what I'm saying? How much can you handle? Love ain't easy. Love is getting rich, finding true love, getting an amazing body is not something you can just go press a button and get. It takes hard work, dedication. Hard work, dedication. Anybody you see who looks like The Rock or Arnold Schwarzenegger, hard work, dedication. They went through hell and back to get there. Most people who are self-made rich people worked hard to get there. They didn't wake up one day and be like, oh, shoot, I kind of like, you know, walked into a couple millions. No, they're like, they gave everything to get there. And that's the thing. That Oh, that's the thing. I keep saying it. That's the reason why I'm trying to make this podcast is I want to enlighten people, especially the new generation, to stop being so soft. Like, I remember a couple years ago when I was still delivery driving, Right. I would hear, like, like complaints from dishwashers. I'm like, bro, you're getting paid money to wash dishes. Like, hush. Like, it's not even bad. Like, relax. Like, you and you can't even finish them. Like, you're washing dishes. There are way harder jobs out there, dude. And, like, if you can't handle dishes in life, bro, life's just getting warmed up. Okay? What happens when there's, you know what I'm saying? What happens when... When you got to deal with real problems in life, like your parents get sick, your dog dies, like you should be able to hold it. You know what I'm saying? And you know what I mean? Like if you meditate and you've really worked on yourself, you know what I mean by holding it. You, It's a feeling that you have that you're like centered and you just feel like, um, you know, you're like at peace. You're like, like a llama, you know, you're centered. You know, so, oh, 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 a llama. I mean, Dalai Lama. But um, what's his name? I got a perfect example. 
Jay Z, right? So Jay Z, he I remember watching a video, and uh, you know some guys were talking to him and you know trying to get to him, and he just looked down like I don't care, like like you're not trying to phase me, and like people get mad he don't answer, and like they'll try to get to him and he like he won't answer, and they'll get all you know frustrated, and he's just like and. <laughs> like he don't care Like he, he don't lose sleep over He's like I don't care And that's where I try to get people to be like You should be like I don't care that you yelled at me I don't care that I lost that sale I don't care that when I knocked on that door He told me get out of here You know what I'm saying You need to get to the point where You're walking down the street This happened to me When I used to live in a prom In a city that was majority Caucasian right I was crossing the, the bridge one day Like over the freeway Like the little ramp thing and some guy in like a white truck, I remember I was like a teenager. Uh, he's like in a white box van. And he was like, hey, homeboy, eight miles that way, right? Because I was walking like towards like the city where majority, like nice, you know, it was a nice city where like all the white people live, right? And so like he was like, um, I don't like the word white, Caucasian. Sounds better. I feel like more sophisticated. Caucasian. But um yeah, so he was like, Hey, 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 homeboy, <laughs> eight miles that way. And I remember I got so pissed and I wanted to like do something. Like I'm sixteen, some thirty four year old guy, what am I gonna do, right? But I was pissed, like I was gonna like, you know, I was gonna Mike Tyson them in my head. In real life I was probably get my ass knocked out because there's two of them. But um <laughs> they're gonna skin me alive in their van or something crazy like that. No, I'm just playing. But um really I'm like, that kinda pissed me off. Now, if that would have happened, no joke. I'm not lying. I would laugh. I would be like, <laughs> I, like I would laugh. Like that would it would have made me laugh. Like, like if someone wants to insult me and call me the n word, I'm gonna laugh. Like I'm not gonna laugh, but I'm like it's not gonna phase me. You know what I'm saying? Because like, bro, it don't get to me. Like when I see all these people and get on emotional social media, like bro, you showing your weakness. Now I know how to get to you. Okay. Now I know how to. I know how to pop your bubble. I just gotta go up to you. Say a couple words and you're thrown off track. So imagine that in sports. You're playing sports and your enemy's not, oh, bro, if you talk about his mama, he gonna flip out and he gonna get you, he gonna hit you and get a foul. He's gonna get technical and kicked out the game. Okay, bet. All right, go do it. Man, your mama's so fat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, you gonna say some crazy joke like that? You just get so mad. I can't remember your mama jokes. We used to say them as a kid. I can't remember none of them. I was about to say one. Your mama's so fat. I can't think of nothing. Huh. I oh, you know I know I stopped doing that cuz it's a little side story. I remember I was like 13, 14 and I'm playing football with like all the kids in the neighborhood and one of my friends like he tackles me hard and I'm and I call him something. I think I said something something about his mama, you know, just like when you're kids you just said dumb stuff. And this kid what my freaking butt, man. He like Superman punched me. And all I knew, I was on the ground. I'm like, oh, shoot, that happened quick. Because I never expected something. My best friend is my neighbor, dude. We hung out every day. But I forgot, man. In my community, you don't, you don't make nobody look like a, excuse my language, a hoe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what we call it in, in Detroit, you know. Not like a person who sleeps around all the time, you know, aimlessly. I'm talking about like like a punk. You know, it's like Ebonic for punk hoe. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I learned, like, yeah, you don't do that. You don't embarrass people in front of other people because they will. You know, protect their pride. <laughs> so, you know, I learned my lesson about that. But uh, that's another side story. So, 
How much can you handle? Ask yourself that. So whenever you're about to explode or you feel that 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 boiling feeling in your chest, you know what I'm talking about. It's like you come home and you, you're like, oh my goodness, if someone eats my chocolate cake, I'm gonna freaking, oh my god, I'm gonna freaking snap. I put, I keep telling people, I put a freaking sticky note, do not touch. I swear, freaking God, if someone, t- you know what I'm saying? And then you come, I freaking know it. I freaking know it. Oh, stop. Trust me, because after you're done, you're going to be like, oh, I feel like an idiot. Why did I freak out? You know what I'm saying? You're going to look back at yourself like, man, I should have just relaxed. It's not that big of a deal. Why was I snapping? You know what I'm saying? You know, and then you be like, oh, I should probably control that. You know what I'm saying? And then you know what's funny is you don't act like that when you got guest company over. If the president was, was over, right, you wouldn't be acting like that. You'd be like, oh, um, Susan, please don't eat my cake again. Thank you. Sir President, uh, would you like a crumpet? You know what I'm saying? You ain't going to act like that. You know what I'm saying? When you're around people you want to impress, your girlfriend, your wife, boyfriend, whoever it is, right? You'll be blown up like that. When you're around people you want to impress, when you're in traffic and you're in traffic jam, you don't blow up and be like, oh, freaking great. This is going to take a freaking hour to get home. No, you'd be like, you know what? He'll be fine. You want, let's let's turn on an audio book or let's, you know, this is a great chance we can talk, right? You flip it because you're around someone that, like, you know you can't be acting like a little punk, okay? So build that habit of, like, being able to handle pressure because what's going to happen if you're a businessman, or you're looking for love, you know what I'm saying, uh, in business, you're going to lose money. You're going to make mistakes. People are going to betray you. Yes. Okay? Things are going to go wrong. I can promise you that. Some you'll see coming. Some you won't. Some will be your fault. Some won't be your fault. But either way, it's your responsibility to fix it and to handle it, right? That's another big another thing. That's not my fault. Fault and responsibility got nothing to do with each other, homeboy. Okay? Just because it ain't your fault don't mean you got to fix it, bro. Yeah, it ain't your fault, someone, that the tenant, you know what I'm saying, you know, ain't paying rent. But it's your responsibility to get that rent check in, to get paid, so you can pay your bills. So figure it out. Okay? It ain't your fault that the crack is down the street or hanging outside your business. Ain't your fault. You didn't sell crack to them. You didn't make them stand in front of your store, but it's your responsibility uh, to make your store a place where people want to come. So, you know, people ain't begging them for a dollar when they walk in. See what I'm saying? It's like you got to take responsibility for everything, even if it's not your fault. Okay? You start a business with a partner, and he goes MIA, happened to me. Or, you know, he he switches up. Like in the beginning, he was phenomenal. Or, you know what I'm saying, in the beginning, you know, he did all the work and then he stopped or whatever, whatever the case was, right? Don't get all mad and wake up every day pissed and wanting to punch something. Be like, okay, this is what happened. Well, how can I make the best out of it? And be like, oh, shoot, because my partner's not doing his job, I learned how to do his job. And now I'm like more confident. I could do this by myself. Like, you know, now I see how hard his job was. You see what I'm saying? How you can tweak it and change your mindset. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's something you got to learn to do, folks. One Another uh, analogy I give you, one of my mentors, right? He went to a Tony Robbins, like, big business conference, right? And there was a, um, and there was a wealthy individual there. Um, I think it was a billionaire. And uh, he was telling me, like, basically this billionaire um, went through like, a divorce, like, something with, like, uh, her 
um, his wife like cheated on him with like a family member, something crazy, and like he lost a whole bunch of money in his business, and like their assignment was like take your biggest failure and how can you switch it to a positive, and that's what I try to tell people all the time. Whatever's going wrong right now in your life, how can you turn it into a positive? You know what I'm saying? You know how many freaking guys were beat by their dads and became greats? You know what I'm saying? C.Q. Fletcher was beat by his dad all the time. Okay? Was it Terrence Crews? He had problems with his dad, too. A lot of, you know, uh, wasn't it? Ray Lewis. He had beef with his dad, too. He didn't know his dad. He wanted to build a relationship with his dad. And guess what? They took that negative, right, of having problems with their father, either not having a father in their life or their father knocking the living crap out of them or beating them up every day or every time they heard their dad keys, they would hide and run the closet because they knew their dad was a drunk and was going to punch them or, you know, ash cigarettes on their hands. Some crazy stuff goes on out there, right? These guys turn it into a positive, and they said, you know what? Some of them were like, I'm about to go to the gym, and I'm going to get freaking jacked. So the next time he tries to hit me, I'm going to grab his fist and crush it and go Super Saiyan 7 and freaking knock his ass out, right? You know what I'm saying? They switched it. They switched, you know, their negative into a positive, right? So, or a person who gets cheated on over and over, they're like, you know what? From now on, I'm not going to allow anyone else into my life unless they meet the standard. Like, I'm not compromising on nothing. Okay? Then guess what? They don't get cheated on. Hello? You know, the guys who get ripped off. Frick, I gave that contractor 10 grand to start the rehab and he dipped on me. It's over. I got to tell the lender that, uh, yeah, um, so some of the money he kind of gave me, like, I gave it to this guy and he kind of ran. No. You figure it out. You don't even call him. Because he, guess what? He ain't, he ain't going to mess with you no more because he would be like, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Once you remember what I said about fault and responsibility? Uh, the investor don't care what happened. It's your responsibility. He gave you the money. Okay? The bank borrowed you money. They don't care about your excuses. They don't care that your partner ran off with the half the money. They don't care that you're going through a divorce and your wife is going to get the majority of it. They don't care about that. I I don't care about that. All right? Sorry, Country Wayne. I stole your little line. Don't sue me. For intellectual property. I love you, bro. But um, you see what I'm saying? So you got to understand no one cares about the problems you go through. You can't be like, oh, man, I'm pissed off because of traffic, because my wife got in a fight. Dude, you're at work. You start, you're in a business. You're, you know what I'm saying? You're at the gym. Like, no, we don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to understand people don't care that much about your problems. Like, I'm not trying to be a jerk. Like, I'm not trying to, like, be like, you know, that guy. Like, I'm not trying to be Gary Vee or Grant, right? But I'm just really trying to help you understand that uh, no one cares about, like, your problems, like, that much. Like, only kind of like you do. So, like, if you're going through something, go through it in your head. Like, deal with it. Or go talk to a psychiatrist, okay? Go do the Tony Soprano thing. But don't go in your organization and just tell all your people, yeah, man, I'm kind of, like, depressed. And, like, um, you know, I'm really, like, regretting this mob thing. And, like, you know, like, um, you know, like, you know, life's kind of, like, sucks. Like, you know, I have everything I want, but I'm still, like, no, you don't do that to your guys. They're going to be like, oh, goodness, captain's losing it. Uh, we need to find someone else to work for before the freaking, the other mob freaking waxes all because our boss has freaking lost it and he's depressed, laying in his bed and taking the uh, Prozac. You know what I'm saying? No. Okay, you got to hold it and never show weakness. 
Okay. It's very important to do. Even if you, like, for example, like you get cheated on, don't cry and don't have a breakdown in front of the person that cheated on you. Now they know they own you. And then especially when you stay, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Have thick skin. Okay, how much can you handle? And you should, here's another thing that I wish people would have told me. Expect some failure. Expect things not to go your way. So when things don't go your way, you're not surprised. Like, I get so shocked and I meet these, man, like, I, like, try to sell him, he didn't buy. Like, dude, who you think you are? You think nine out of the ten people are going to buy your product or service? You think the first time you write a book, people are just going to buy it? You think your first post you post on Instagram, you're just going to get 90 billion likes? No, bro, it take work. You think the first video you make is going to be freaking Hollywood quality? No. So don't get frustrated with the setbacks because I can tell, I can almost guarantee you anything you start new, you're going to go through so many setbacks. But if you can get through that and break through that funk, you'll be in you be coasted, right? So it's like planes, right? I'll end with this. A great analogy. Planes, they use most of their fuel launching. And that's what, you're like a plane. You got to put hard freaking work when you start a business, when you start a relationship, when you start going to the gym, when you start wanting to make a change in your life, when you start wanting to make a change, change in the world, you got to freaking put Everything you got, 135% into it. Matter of fact, 136%, as much as you can. You just got to grind it out, right? And if you can grind it out and not look back and be like, did I make progress? <laughs> no, don't, don't. Just keep grinding. Keep going. Be like the juggernaut in that X-Men movie and just keep busting through walls. Boosh, boosh, boosh. Imagine if you're like, ow, my head hurts. Ow, ow, ow. You know, every wall he went through. No, you just keep going. Keep going. Because the moment you pay attention to pain, the moment you take your focus as a human being, which you can control your focus, the moment you take your focus from your goal, from what you are looking to achieve, and you start putting your focus on what's going wrong, it's over, bro. It's like a downward spiral. Like they say, you know, I'm not going to cut. I try not to cut. You know, rolls downhill right poop rolls out let's just say poop rolls downhill just because if kids listen to this i want to be like oh that guy's cussing right poop rolls downhill okay so uh stop rolling downhill start rolling up the hill so here's one thing i'm gonna end with right you have imagine yourself right you have a positive ball of energy Okay, you can do colors, right? Let's say the positive ball of energy is the white ball, right? And let's say your negative ball of energy is like a black ball. You have one, like picture it in like right on top of your chest, right? Or like the center of your body. The more you listen to positive music, the more you're around positive people, the more you think positive, the more your surrounding, your room is clean, the city you live is positive, that it's a little bit easier to be more positive. And the thing is, when you start doing personal development or you start wanting to change your life, your negative ball of energy is so big that you have to do everything you can to make your positive little small ball of energy get bigger than your negative ball of energy. Once that happens, it could take a year, a month, 10 years, whatever. It doesn't matter. Once it happens, you'll know 
because you'll feel different. You'll be like, dude, generally I'm happy. Generally my thoughts are better. I don't think about, oh girl, oh boy, who's cheating on me anymore. I don't think about my business failures anymore. I don't think about, you know, my dad who used to knock me out anymore. I don't think about, you know, all the trauma I've been through as a child. I'm like, I, I like laughing. Like, who was that guy? Like, I can't even believe I was, I ever let that bother me. That's where you want to be. Like, that's where I'm at now. Like, man, I can't believe I even freaking care what Susan or Jack or Bob or whoever their name. I can't even believe I care what they thought. And just think about it. Us humans, we go through life caring about what people think when they don't even really care. Because guess what? They're just like you and they're really scared and they're really more concerned with their own insecurities than yours. So you guess who's your biggest critic? You. That's what I was trying to say. Like, I wasn't trying to be mean, but I was trying to say, like, hey, no one really cares. Like, what you know what I'm saying? You care more than you than most people care, dude. See what I'm saying? So don't get frustrated when you... You know, when you go into someone's house and you were eating a hot dog, you know, you about to go sell a job or whatever you're doing or you you go to work and you got ketchup on your shirt. Don't freak out about it. Don't be in a bad mood because about it. like, man, this is my freaking clean white shirt. I just got this shirt. I just spent an hour ironing it. And then this freaking jack, you know, cut me off and I got ketchup on my shirt. Now I'm freaking pissed. Like, don't do that. See what I'm saying? Like, just be like, you know, laugh at it. So I'll give you a couple tools, a couple books um, on how to, like, think more positive and how to build, like, a stronger mental attitude. One, study iconic people. Study billionaires. Study Gandhi. Study Martin Luther King. Study people who, you know, basically their names ain't going to be forgotten. Marcus Aurelius, all those guys, right? He's got a great book called Meditations, right? And it talks about, you know, there's good men, bad men in the world, you know. Great book, Meditations, Marcus Aurelius. He was one of the Roman empires. Okay, uh, empires, <laughs> emperors, <laughs> Emper yeah, emperors, yeah, emperors. Um, so that's a great book. Um, Tim Ferriss has a book called Tool of Tools of Titans that I'm looking at right now. Um, that's a great book. Uh, another great book um, that I would highly recommend reading um, about mindset is this book called Relentless. Really good. I think the author name is Grover. Hold on, let me my phone real quick love freaking technology you don't even gotta remember nothing nowadays okay who wrote uh relentless according to vocabulary.com oh oops who wrote relentless tim s grover wrote relentless there we go i was right tim s grover the book is called relentless right great book all right uh, another author i would read a lot of his books um, he helped me a lot, which is Zig Ziglar and a lot of guys, you know, and girls out there who are personal development junkies like me. Raise your hand out there. Woo, woo, personal development junkies. Oh, yeah, let's go. All right. So those folks, right, uh, they probably been listening to Zig Ziglar for a while. But the thing is, you want to brainwash yourself with it because you've been brainwashed by the bad examples of your friends and family for a long time. So when you let, I recommend buying Zig Ziglar's CDs and listen to them in your car over and over and over and over and over and over and over until you can almost complete his sentences. Okay. 
and he's great. Jim Rohn is another great guy we'll start listening to. And you can find all these guys on YouTube. There's no excuse. If you don't have a phone or iPad, you know, go to your library. Watch those guys. If you can't buy their books on Amazon or their CDs, rent them for your library. There's a way. You know what I'm saying? If you really can't, call me. I got hella books. I'll, I'll, I'll send you one. Maybe. I don't know. I've given out a lot of books and people don't give them back. And I forgot who I gave the book to. And I'd be like, dude, I want that book back. But I'd be like, who did I give it to? And I don't feel like texting 80 people like, did I give you this book? And they're like, oh, yeah, no, but you did give me this book. I'm like, oh, I did? Run me that too, matter of fact. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, Zig Ziglar's great. Another guy who's kind of crazy, he's 10X with it. His name is Grant Cardone. Definitely check him out. Um, he's got a great, great mindset. Um, Grant Cardone, Gary V. That's another guy. He's got a lot of stuff on YouTube. He's got a lot of books. Okay. Um, Kevin Trudeau. Great guy to listen to on YouTube. Um, ooh, ooh, what's his name? Ooh, what's his name? Her name. Um, Esther and Jerry Hicks. They're, they have uh, two books. One's called no, they have several books, but one book that I think you should probably start off with is Ask and It Is Given by Jerry and Esther Hicks. Um, and then they have another one called The Processes. I love that one. I've been rereading that one almost every year. Um, another one is The Magic of Believing. It's a great book. Um, the Power of Positive Thinking. Take anything, anything with Dale Carnegie. Read it. Digest it. Take his courses. All of that. Um, one thing that I've done, and I'm telling you guys stuff that I've done. I've read these books over and over. I've, you know what I'm saying? I've listened to Zig Ziglar over and over and over. I have his CDs, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to tell you guys to do something I haven't done, right? Um, but one thing I also did that helped me a lot is I took this course called Landmark, right? And I get, I wish I was getting paid to do this. But, um, yeah, check them out. They're you know, kind of expensive, but they're worth it. Um, just remember your free will. But uh, Landmark was great. It really helped me, like, get over a lot of, like, stumbling blocks in my mind because when you're going out to find love or build a business or change the world, if you got all these childhood traumas in you, dude, you're just going to be a mess. It's hard for you to just keep going. It's like, you know, you got, you're carrying around all this dead weight. You don't want to carry around weight. That's what I tell people. Before you start something, get rid of the dead weight. Shred the weight. Life is, life is like a marathon. It's way harder to run a marathon when you weigh 380 pounds. And for for this analogy, that 380 pounds, that extra weight, that extra 200 pounds you don't need is, you know, things, negative things that happened to you that you didn't let go, that you didn't surrender, okay? So right now, today, as you're listening to this, think about all the people that every day you think about that piss you off, your parents, your ex, your kid, whatever it is, whoever, your boss, your manager, let go. Next time you see him, be like, dude, I love you. I love you, bro. I love you, sis. I love you, ma'am. You know what I'm saying? And you can tell him, like, I used to hate your, your freaking guts, but I love you now. I forgive you. I let go. That's, like, the most powerful thing when I read these books. Like, these girls who get raped, they, they, find, they, they finally get to a point where, like, you know what? I forgive myself. I forgive him. And I let go of it. Holding grudges and, and trying to get him locked up, which he probably should, you know, he should be locked up. But, like, trying to, like, get revenge, that don't make you feel better. You know what make you feel better? Letting go and understand karma. 
You reap what you sow. Okay? Don't let what someone did to you negative. Like, don't let someone's negative action that happened to you once ruin your life so many times after that. Like, old girl or old boy cheated on you once for 15 minutes with a crackhead, you know? Like, you know, with the person that's like, ugh, you know, right? Don't don't let that eat you up. Just be like, whew, thank God. Thank God that happened. I can get this loser out of my life. You know what I'm saying? Switch it. Be like, whew, that person ain't meant for me then. Thank God I figure it out now than later. See what I'm saying? Like, find a way to switch your negative to a positive. It's very important. All right? So I think I elaborated enough. People are like, Chris, you keep repeating yourself. I know. I do that on purpose, okay, because I want to get it in your head. I want you to know for sure, for sure, like, this is how I should be. And then the cool thing about all this is once you train your mind to be bulletproof, Teflon Don, right? Thank you for listening to today's podcast. And before you go anywhere, I just need one quick favor from you. Please. If you could make a $1 donation or four quarters, 10 dimes, 20 nickels, right? Not that much money to the our podcast. That would help a lot. It will go a long way. What we will do is this money will allow us to hire editors, put out better uh, copywriting, market out the podcast, other people, hire graphic design, uh, graphic design artists for different logos and things of that nature, right? All the boring stuff. So you can get this phenomenal product that you are getting right now. So if you could do that, that'd be greatly appreciated. And one last thing, if you got any type of value today, please tell just one or two people in your network about this podcast healthy wealthy happy this is your host christian shabby and i am out of here